0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has thousands upon thousands of retail locations all over the United States and they offer great batteries, right? Now, I got a buddy who is kind of a car nut, a truck nut, and he told me that, I guess on the research that he's done for car batteries, Interstate Battery car batteries and truck batteries are some of the highest quality most reliable truck batteries that they have on the market I don't know anything about it it's just what my buddy told me so if you're looking for a new car or truck battery you need to go to your local retail uh, interstate battery retail shop and go pick one up because I guess they're badass so I know I have one in my truck other than that If you have TV remote controls, Interstate Batteries makes uh, a battery for that. They make batteries for your rangefinder, your trail cameras, and basically any other electrical device for the most part that you use uh, while hunting or fishing or being outside. They also have a whole bunch of other little knick-knack products too, like uh, uh, my buddy Dan Spano, Uh, he is uh, uh, a manager for his family's interstate battery retail location he got me some of these cool flashlights that have switches on them one of them looks like a lantern so they have a whole bunch of that stuff too if you want to find out more information about the kind of batteries that interstate batteries makes head on over to interstatebatteries.com or visit your local retail store
1: This is a Houndsman XP
2: podcast with your host, Steve Fielder, and me, Chris Powell. If you're ready to up your game to extreme performance, sit back, buckle up, and hang on for another exciting episode of Houndsman XP. In this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast, we are taking you inside W Hunting Supply, our longtime title sponsors. We continue to have a great relationship with them, and we're going to feature W Hunting Supply today. But specifically, we're going to talk about tech support for Garmin. Uh, we're going to talk about Onyx Hunt. We're going to talk about hump view and bird's eye we're going to troubleshoot some common ailments you may be having with your system and discuss some pretty easy fixes for you so we've got jason doobie on the line with us today jason and i talk quite a bit throughout the week and uh, so we've got a, a good working relationship there so it's a pretty comfortable conversation before we get there i want to give a shout out to a few people that Continue to carry the torch for Houndsman XP. Uh, the first is Bear Hunting Magazine. Clay Newcomb has been a great assistance to us throughout the course of this podcast. When we started, he gave us technical support, but uh, I want to talk to you about Bear Hunting Magazine. It is a bi monthly publication that puts out a high quality magazine that talks about all things bear hunting. Whether it's uh, spot and stalk, bait hunting, or particularly hounds in our case, then Bear Hunting Magazine is carrying the torch there for bear hunters worldwide. Steve Fielder writes a, an article, Legendary Bear Hounds, high quality article. Jonathan Lesperance writes a, an article in the month, uh, magazine about uh, all things hound related. And so check them out, check out their podcast too bear hunting magazine podcast high quality podcast there's a lot going on over there i also want to give a shout out to Cleveland and becky dwyer who continue to support us on social media and throughout several different platforms there but check out bull creek lion hunts on social media Cleveland and becky are, are high quality people that you will feel comfortable with Booking a hunt, so check check them out. And as always, we appreciate you, the listener. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button in the podcast, and uh, also give us a rating. We've uh, got over 200 ratings now. We're waiting to see if your name appears next. So give us a give us a, a rating, and even if it's a line or two in the comments, great podcast, whatever. That's what drives podcasting and keeps us at the top of the game. So. We appreciate you very much, and enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Houndsman XP Podcast, and this week we have the homeless W employee, Jason Doobie, on the line. <laughs> Jason, you are homeless right now, right?
3: Yes, at the moment. it's um, I'm residing in my camp trailer for a little while while they're... Uh, getting our, our new home ready
2: so you can't so, even, you can't even work from home now can you
3: no i got to put on like real clothes and commute to town and and actually get into an office usually it's uh you know get stuff ready in the morning and just cruise on over to my desk but lately yeah it's been um it's been a little bit of a commute in the morning <laughs>
2: <laughs> how long does it take you to get there
3: Oh, no, it's not bad. Probably ten minutes. You know, oh my I, I gosh. live give me a break. Just kinda on the outskirts.
2: Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And so they have dress code so you can't wear the pajama pants like normal, right?
3: Correct. I okay. mean luckily it's uh I'm using a room in my my wife's office. She had a spare spare room here and her mother was kind enough to let me reside in it for a while for work, so they they still wear slippers sometimes i can get away with something like that but yeah no pjs
2: <laughs> well awesome awesome so um did you kill an elk this year i know you were elk hunting a little bit i did
3: <laughs> i did not
2: man this conversation. No, you'll learn this
3: about me it's uh yeah it's not going well so far right yeah, so it's um tell us some, it's uh, not a real successful thing around here this year. It it's been a lot of uh missed opportunities it seems like, but a lot of good times.
2: A lot of tag soup being eaten in Oregon.
3: A lot of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I just saw a uh, post on Instagram from Larry and Jamie Anderson. Jamie just she shot a stud mule deer buck on a on a pretty tough draw to tag there in Montana. You get a chance to check that oh. out. That was that really was. Oh was heck a, yeah! It was a beautiful, typical uh four by four. Is nice, nice mule deer. So, a lot of hunting pictures yes, coming sir. in right now.
3: Yeah, it's that uh, time of year. I mean, they're definitely starting to rut up around here. I need to take lessons from my old man. He's already killed. I think his buck and his doe, and he got his elk this year. And here I am on tag soup.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to talk about W. We're just going to kind of um, have a hodgepodge of topics we're going to talk about today. We're going to include uh, some Garmin troubleshooting and some things going on at W Hunting Supply, and just kind of kind of have a conversation between two old buddies here. So, um, one thing—one on, old buddy. What's that?
3: Two, two two buddies. Only one of us is old.
2: Oh, <laughs> you're not that old. No, not. <laughs> so that only leaves one. Well,
3: that leaves <clears> one. <throat> Steve's not here today, so, so you're, I, you're on your own.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Well, I will share this little secret. I went to uh, I went to the VA yesterday and picked up my hearing aids. And I'm really not that oh. old. I'm not that old. I'm only fifty, but. The thing of it is, you know, machine guns don't care whether whether your ears are 18 or they're, they're 50. So uh, the Marine right. Corps, I left my hearing with the Marine Corps. Um, and um, uh, Uncle Sam was gracious enough to fit me, retrofit me with some bionic ears there and some hearing aids. So it was really weird because I guess I haven't heard for so long. You know, my hearing's been bad so long kind of freaks you out when you start hearing yeah, everything now you're around. hearing everything yeah i mean the tv the the volume control can be set set really low um and going to the bathroom the first time was kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: see now you learn the trick i learned from my grandpa is you know you can just turn those things down when you want to yeah i, I don't know how many times a kid i'd look over and see him reach up and just turn them off <laughs> you know when he was done listening
2: these crazy things i don't even have to reach up i can do it all from my iphone they're synced up to my iphone it's
3: getting high tech
2: yeah high tech redneck i'm still trying I to fi- i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do uh like they tell you not to be shooting or running any equipment or anything like that with them in so I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to hunt with my ear with my with my hearing aids in. Um, I'm thinking I'm probably just going to carry a, a set of Walker game ears or or something like that with me. So right when I when I do have to shoot, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work because I don't want to give up. I'm telling you what, man, this is crazy. I mean, I'm standing in the yard yesterday and and like there's a creek running down in front of our house. And I'm standing out in the mm-hmm. yard, and I hear leaves wrestling. And I'm looking, you know, I'm looking right under my feet because that's normally where I hear leaves wrestling. And I look across the creek up on the hillside, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I finally see a squirrel that's probably, I don't know, 60 yards away. And that was what was making the noise. And and I just haven't heard anything like that before, in a long time anyway, where I could actually the hear The whole new world, huh? Yeah. I, I told somebody it's like when – when I was a kid, uh, I needed needed to have glasses. I think I got glasses when I was about 12 years old. I always just thought trees were green blobs. And then I put my glasses on and you could actually see individual leaves in the trees and, and things like that. And that's kind of what this whole hearing aid thing has been done to, done to me as well. Because I turned the dishwasher on last night and um, I was like, dang, that thing's loud. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway well you
3: have the dogs out with him yet
2: no um i haven't i'm going to take him out tonight and see how that goes i'm i'm really anxious for that because i i think i think that's the main reason why i got him was because right. be, being able to hear hear hounds and things like that the only problem is my wife knows i can hear now
3: yeah yeah, I, I can see the problem there.
2: Yeah, buddy asked me if it had a wife mode for if they came with a wife mode.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's so. the part where my grandpa used to just turn his off. Yep,
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Well hey, let's talk about let's talk about some since we're talking about high tech stuff, let's talk about this W app because I I think this is probably one of the most underused I don't how, what kind of response are you guys getting to your app?
3: I mean, we've had a lot of downloads.
2: Have you? Um, Good.
3: It, it's still new. Uh, you know, that's the thing is we, we've had an app in the past, and basically we just we had to switch carriers, or, or I guess you would call them, you know, hosters, or I'm mm-hmm. not up on all that techie stuff. But, you know, we were, we were finding ourselves unintentionally falling short. You know, the host that we were through – Man, there were a lot of mornings when Jeff's was just, you know, hammering away orders because they weren't processing over into our main system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they never made the shift over, then all of a sudden, you know, we we basically miss an order. And it wasn't something that was, uh, you know, it's not like they just didn't go out. But, you know, obviously anybody who's used us know that we pride ourselves on our fast shipping. Right. and um
2: You guys don't let any orders sit on the desk overnight, do you?
3: We do our best not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, here coming up with the Black Friday sale, I'm sure that that's going to be a real feat, you know. Uh, I know Mike and Jess, they usually come in on on that weekend, you know, to start packaging orders. But we really try to get everything out on the same day. Right. So it, it just hit a point where, we didn't want our reputation to slip over something that was out of our hands so we went ahead and bill put a ton of work into this new app um i i helped write some content for it and things like that but he was really the the mastermind behind it and it's just been a lot smoother transition you know we're not having these orders that are you know sitting there for three four hours before we noticed they didn't transfer through or the or the next morning and really i mean the drive was just to create a better customer service experience
1: Mm -hmm.
3: when when stuff goes bad or or people need things i'm sure you can attest to it i mean we're kind of impatient when it comes to our hunting we want it now so we just didn't want to leave an opportunity for that to to slip so we brought it to a a new and updated app We've got some, uh, some content that is just proprietary to the app. You know, you can't get it through the website. And it's, it's a good platform just for us to outreach to the customers, uh, let them reach out to us. They can still do their shopping. They can log into their accounts, check their, their points values and, and points so that they can use those for discounts. It just tried to make it a better experience and it's something yeah. new so it's well, let's, uh
2: i want to i want to go all the way through it i want to i want to start at ground zero and and you know talk about this app a little bit because there's a lot of content on there but before we do that you talked about shipping i've got a question real quick so say i'm out recently i went to springerville arizona and bear hunted out there and w sent me uh, a couple collars and and you just you sh- you know I shipped them right to springerville i had to have an address though do you know mm-hmm. Do you know if if I gave you a post office address, can they accept packages like that and I could go into a post office and, and pick those up? If I'm hunting remote, I don't have any idea of a local address or anything in the area. I don't have access to that. Do you know?
3: I would assume so. I mean, I know Cody Wyoming's received some packages from us for general pickup, uh, you know, people without address. I won't get into specifics, but right. I... We've done it before for a general Homeless pickup.
2: people like you? Uh,
3: no, no, not me. No, I said... Uh, other people, we're, but... I said,
2: were they homeless people like you?
3: Oh, yeah, except they have a lot more fun in the mountains.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, I was just, curi- I w- I was just curious about that. I would check with
3: the post office. You know, I, if, if somebody's looking at having that done, I would definitely check prior to shipping. But... I mean, shoot, even when we came out to be with you guys at Autumn Donks, you know, you were the one lifting those heavy boxes. We, we can ship about anywhere. You know, the shipping centers, uh, we, we do a lot of shipping to them for people that are on the road. You know, we try to keep uh, a good address on file as a default shipping address, but yeah. we can change every order. Like, you know, I-, I know when we shipped your stuff out or, yeah, I know you guys are getting ready to head out on a big lion hunt here this this winter too and it's it just takes a matter of seconds for us to change the shipping address and and get it on its way.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm planning for right there is is if something goes goes south and I you know I have a collar or two collars go down or whatever and and uh, need something on the road and I know there's other people out there that are doing the same thing. But yeah, we shipped ship the stuff for autumn oaks right to the ups store and then we just went by the ups store and picked it up that's a good point
3: yeah it worked slick
2: yeah it did it worked real good worked real good but let's get back to let's get back to this app um so i've got a i've got a smartphone and i think anybody that's listening to a podcast probably already knows this but you just go into the app store and type in w hunting supply and download the app it's as easy as that, right? Yeah. Actually,
3: the best way to search it is uh, W app because the other, like I said, we had an app prior to this. Okay. Uh, so if you type in W app, you should see it pull up. It'll be a, a white background with our, our classic Two Running Dogs logo with mm-hmm. our, our name in bright orange. But that that's going to be the easiest way to search it in your Android or, or app store.
2: Okay, I got you. I guess it's Google Play. Okay, so now I've got it downloaded, which I've had it for a while, but I've got it downloaded. Let's walk through this app a little bit and talk about some of the features on it. Um, we'll just start at the top here. Um, we got three bars up in the upper left hand hand corner, and it just kind of lays out. There's a lot of lot of stuff in there, but at the top of the top of the uh, menu bar, there is a thing called DU University. Talk about mm-hmm. that. Tell me what that is.
3: So DU university is it's basically a set of small short quizzes. Uh I'm actually trying to get mine to load up right now. But what we try to do is make it make it a little bit fun. You know, there's uh some quizzes on there about how to how well do you know the W team. I know uh when we were writing it, buddy but he got a hold of us and says I don't know who wrote that but that was uh that's pretty cool and I had to ask him well did you, did you get 100% cuz it's all about our team you know it was uh, <laughs> right. and in our company and policies and he says well I did pretty good so that was that was comforting but yeah it's uh it's really a platform for us to expand on so the hopes are as time allows and and I can dig into it a little deeper with Bill is we can start writing some content and do actual true courses you know there's uh we do have a product maintenance Mm -hmm. quiz which is a good overview of basic maintenance of your equipment and how to prolong the life of it uh you know over the course of its life because god knows we beat those callers you know things get kicked around dogs put them places we'd never think of uh so anything that we can do to to help customers prolong the life of those and get good service, you know, that's a, that's a good one to check out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also product Mm -hmm. knowledge. And that was just, uh, you know, I think that in our sport there's such a push, you know, from a lot of companies and I'm not going to single any out, but in general as an outdoor industry, even beyond the, the hound stuff, it seems like there's this push for product. But really, when you get down to it, if there's no product knowledge, people are just buying off a of hype where, you know, the products that we're using on these dogs, we have to trust them 100%. And not to say that manufacturers don't have their issues or things like that, but anything that we can do to educate a customer, especially prior to purchase, is a big win in my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, um it's one of those things where, I mean, there's a lot of guys that call and I talk to and they're surprised when I'll talk them out of something that's going to cost them more money. Uh, and it's really just based on the fact that I I want them to get what they need. And sometimes all you have to do is, is lay it out there on the line and educate them about it. Mm -hmm. And they realize, well, I really need this or, Hey, I really don't need this, which is, is equally important. Um, and I think that that's, a, that's going to be a good thing for us to expand on in the future, you know, is uh, just keeping people educated so that they can make a well-informed decision before they go dump, you know, hard-earned money. This sport's not cheap.
2: Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that uh, I think we all want to have the, the newest, best equipment that we can have for for hunting, but... And I'll get here. I'll get there someday. But sometimes technology isn't the best. Always the easiest thing for for some of our older participants to grasp. Some some of them are way ahead uh-huh. of me. But I've been in the woods before with people that <clears throat> that um, they had an alpha in their hand and before you know it they've got the thing you know with the touch screen they've got everything all messed up to the point that you've pretty much got to completely wipe it and reset it up for them so sometimes the the older units are better you know there's a lot of value and in, in a lot of the things that there may be something better out there that's more traditional and maybe more in somebody's lane it's not just restricted to to older people it's uh um, you know, sometimes it's older people like me, fifty years old. You know, I can't figure right. out how to how to customize my new emoji on my iPhone. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the truth. I mean, it's one of those things where I'll get a lot of guys and gals calling that are, um, you know, hey, my buddies are telling me I need to upgrade. Well, that may be true. Uh, you know, I mean, with with technology changing and things. Being discontinued over the years, yeah, I mean, there's a point in time where you kind of do need to upgrade or at least yeah. calculate the risk involved in not doing it. That's but, it
2: right there. I mean,
3: I'll use a 320 for an example. You know, the Astro 320 is probably one of the most well-used pieces of equipment in our sport. You know, they were around for a lot of years. They're still kicking. Uh, yeah, they've been discontinued at this point, but they were a solid system and people are comfortable with them Mm -hmm. and in my eyes i mean if you're gonna spend the money to upgrade you got to look at it two ways you can either trade your equipment or sell it now and get what you can out of it or you calculate out how much hunting you're doing and and run it till it's in the dirt uh and it's a tough one to do because especially when i'm dealing with people directly I hate seeing people spend money twice. Right. You know, somebody buys a, a used collar. Yeah. We, we guarantee them and they're, they're good equipment. Um, but the thing is, is are you going to keep milking along a, a DC 40 for several years, you know, and then, and then down the road, basically it's a paperweight because technology's right. just surpassed it at this point. Yeah. Uh, not to say they're not a good collar because But you just got to kind of figure it out. And that's something I take pretty personal is just trying to figure out, you know, what these guys need as far as, you know, in their specific hunting situation. And if something's going to work for them, it works for them. The last thing you want to be is frustrated out there. So why do I want to put an alpha in your hands if if you're not going to learn how to use it or, or be comfortable using it? Well, it's that like just the, means it's it's not it's,
2: right. It's like this: I had a nineteen ninety eight Toyota truck, Tacoma. I, I could do a lot of that maintenance on that truck myself. It had mm-hmm. little slider arms to control heat. Uh, it had you know a little knob you turn for to turn the fan up. Uh, just all kinds of simple features, and I've also got a two thousand seventeen Chevy. Now the Chevy is a very nice truck. There's a lot of options on it and things like that, but I long for the simplicity of the '98 Toyota. You know, it's mm-hmm. just you don't have to you don't have to feel like you need to baby it. It's simple. You know, I changed um, uh, some fuel lines and and a lot of different things under the hood on that '98 Toyota, and I I might as well be looking at the freaking space shuttle when I open the hood oh, on yeah. that Chevy. You know, and and uh, so that's how I look at it. There's, so there's some value to it. We just inter- interviewed Brett Vaughn, um, mm-hmm. and he's riding a mule through the mountains, you know, and there's several hunters out there that still do. And there's something very, uh, nice about hanging on to that simplicity of, right. you know, not getting overcomplicated in this thing, but at the same time, realizing that, that these hounds are valuable. And it's very important for us to use, um, some of us feel better using the, the best thing on the market for them. And I think all of us really want to. So under this W deal here, I mean, I'm seeing learn about the, learn about the team, uh, product knowledge, and then product maintenance as I'm looking through the app here. So there's three things right there that people could could start digging into. And then mm-hmm. uh I'm we're not gonna make this whole thing about this app, we wanna get into some garment stuff. But this this is one feature that I wanted to bring up and uh is you drop down right under the DU university and I'm I'm operating off the app and it's on the three bars in the upper left hand corner, it says featured media and if you hit that down arrow then there's a Houndsman XP podcast title there. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in Yeah, it. there
3: is. And it looks like we're having some technical difficulties there. I I was wondering if it was just mine not loading.
2: Yeah, I think it's a so That is
3: something we'll have to look into.
2: We'll have to call. Can we, we ought to get Bill on the phone.
3: Get Bill <laughs> on the phone. He's probably sleeping right now. But, yeah, yeah the the point of that, <laughs> the intention of that is so you got all your <laughs> listeners and, you know, people who who are new to it have a, a direct link over to to download your guys's podcasts, uh, and other media out there that's supportive of our sport, Yeah, you know, cause as a community, it's our job. I mean, really, if we're going to keep this thing going, it comes down to education. I mean, it's the same as product, it, you know, our sport requires education of the general public, you know, to have a true view of what we do and, you know, podcasts, I mean, like this, you know, Houndsman XP, I think's done a great job of uh, portraying our sport in a positive light, and it kind of gives some ammunition to those houndsmen and women out there that that are confronted with those difficult questions. And, you know, being from the west side, I guess we probably look at things a little different out here, but, you know, that is something that we all kind of have to deal with at some point. You know, whether it's somebody at the gas station filling up or at the river, it seems like there's always an opportunity for a, a conversation with somebody.
1: Well,
2: I'm and glad you bring that up. Some, yeah. Because it, when you look at the, the grand scheme of things, if you get back in the east here, I mean, we have our we have our own challenges as far as people who are wanting to take away hunting opportunities. Um Either socially not acceptable or um people are just uneducated because we're not controlling the narrative on on what mm-hmm. hunting really is, but by and large, I mean it is gonna be tough to eliminate the sport of raccoon hunting. you know they're 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 destructive little animals uh there's a ton of there's a ton of research out there. And I love them, you know. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I swerve mm-hmm. on the road not to hit them, and uh, um, but but the the fact remains that agriculture is against them. There's a ton of research showing the damage they do in, in on uh, ground nesting birds and and um, waterfowl resting areas and things like that. So it's going to be a right. it's going to be a tough sell, even if somebody's just a bird watcher. They understand the value of keeping the raccoon population under control. Um, right. When you start talking about our bigger predators, then people get goofy about that and right they, they That's roman- a good word for it. yeah, they romanticize them. they think that that they just don't understand, and we've allowed the other people our opposition to control the narrative on this and that's what we're trying to do at houndsman xp is control the narrative now i know it's not the most exciting podcast to listen to when we start talking about conservation issues but conservation issues are so important because when your sport comes under attack in your state simply showing up at a resource commission meeting and screaming and yelling and saying it's my heritage that doesn't cut it you've got to have you've got to have the wherewithal and the knowledge to be able to talk intelligently about this and that's simply all we're trying to do with the the conservation sections uh when we talk about the the model for the North American model for wildlife conservation houndsmen need to know that stuff elk hunters know it deer hunters know it people that are in the wild sheep foundation understand what that is and it's time for houndsmen to educate themselves and know what that is so that they can talk intelligently to To save their own sport, to preserve our sport and protect it,
3: well, and I think a big part of that, and this is just me speaking uh, but when it comes to the people that are really going to count, I mean you are not going to sway a set group of people they're going to think what we do is I call them the animal
2: radicals not radicals. desired
3: radicals. yeah exactly, you know that's a group that just literally you're never going to break into the the thing we've got to focus on i think is a sport or uh, and i mean this in the nicest way possible but the ignorant ones because there's a huge difference between ignorance and stupidity stupidity is being shown facts time after time after time and continuing to go the other direction you know these people just do not have a knowledge of what we do or at least a correct no, you know
2: outlook well, of what we do they base all their opinions on emotion They have no, Mm -hmm. they'd have no scientific data to back up. Matter of fact, there's tons of scientific data out there, Um, cultural cultural data, all kinds of things, economical data, all kinds of things that show the value of hunting and and everything like that. And then they base it on emotion. That's that's basically yeah, that's what it all boils down to. And unfortunately, so you know, we are emotional.
3: Well, and that's the hope—is you that as we progress, you know, we can expand on these things, and you know, having a link to your guys's podcast, and it will hopefully have some articles and and things like that. It, the app is really kind of a blank canvas at this point. We, we started, we kept, you know, putting some things in, but really, it's a it's a thing that can morph. Yep. yep. And you know, the hope yep. is that it's just a fast link. For education, you know, places to support our sport. and I don't I don't know if I want to say a, a call to Houndsman, but the goal is we just want to have everything in one place if we can. You know, the app is more of a hub.
2: Yeah. Um Well, let's let's get back so. to it here on because I there's a few more things. We kinda went down a rabbit path there and started that preaching. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do that often when we talk. Especially when I'm involved in the conversation. So, um, <laughs> back on the main screen of the app, I'm I'm curious about this request service button. There's a hammer and a wrench there, and it's a request service. What's that for, Jason? Yeah,
3: that's the magic button, man. That's for when your stuff goes south. How to get a hold of us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for for people who've never used our service. The big thing for us is when stuff breaks, it never breaks usually when you want it to, of course. It's always right. when you need your gear. It's right in season. So we really try to uh, to get your equipment replaced as soon as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, now with, uh, with refurbished, with collar exchanges and things like that, uh, you know, let's say you've got a collar go down. I can usually get one back to you within three days, you yeah. know. We've got a great team in the shop that's, that's really good about getting orders out and, and getting replacements. And, you know, our hope is that when your collar shows up to us, we've already got another one showing up at your doorstep, and you're hitting the woods. Right. Uh, so that that's going to be a link.
2: What I'm seeing here. So that
3: you can request those.
2: Yeah, what I'm seeing here, Jason. Okay, I'm out hunting. I've got a collar issue. I'm sitting here. I've already spent 20 minutes trying to figure it out on my own. I've got I've got good enough good enough coverage here that um, you know I can always pick up the phone and call W, but I might might not be able to get the answers I need right then. So I open up the app, hit request service, and I fill out the form, and and then somebody from your team will contact me back, and I can keep hunting if if you know if i can you know so so i can go on about my day i'm not sitting there on hold i'm and i've never been on hold a long time with w anyway but i'm just saying i can go on about my deal and then you can contact me i can tell you what it is i can stop what i'm doing bang 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 it just seems it seems more efficient that way to me Well,
3: that was the goal. I mean, we want to make it more efficient because the last thing we want to do is spend our time messing with gear and more time hunting, you know. Uh, So, really, I mean, it's basic information, name, email, phone numbers optional. Uh, If it's a detailed situation, sometimes phone's the best way so we can really get a grasp on what's going on in the situation. You know, the, the key is being descriptive because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of situations that, yeah, they're going to require a, a refurb or, you know, a a hardware fix, you know, like a battery, you know, battery go bad or something like that. But there are a lot of things that, that really do get corrected with either software updates or even something as simple as changing caller IDs. So the more descriptive somebody can be with that, the, the better grasp we can get on it as a team, and, and better assist them quicker. So being descriptive is key. Uh, and I'll give all your listeners a little inside tip too because it's not specifically outlined in the app.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But if they're describing what's going on and they want to include that serial number, that lets us take a look at that handheld or caller or whatever it may be and plug it into our database and we can see the original purchase date, We can look up your order, you know, what you ordered with it, uh, and get an idea if that's something that's going to be covered under warranty potentially, or if it's going to be a customer pay and it just kind of helps us get our ducks in a row so that we can assist you faster on the phone.
2: Yep. Nice. Nice. Well, that kind of segues right into what we're really wanting to talk about today. And that's, that's some Garmin technical issues and, um, Maybe some troubleshooting stuff. Um, sure. I want to talk about, talk about, I think it's important. Jerry Maul, a longtime friend of mine, we've had him on the podcast. You know, when um, alphas first came out, of course, smartphones were out too. And uh, he made the comment, he said, you could spend the rest of your life trying to figure out everything your phone could do and everything your alpha could do. And never understand all of them, you know, both of them 100%. I mean, it's just, but we're talking about, we're talking about the alpha and there's so many features in there and I, I kind of feel like I've got a pretty solid grasp on it, Mm -hmm. but then I'll be sitting there messing with it or doing something with it and, and somebody else will say, well, have you tried to do this or have you, you know, there's a lot of options. A lot of options oh yeah piece of equipment.
3: we uh on a on a scale probably use about 10 to 20 percent of the capability i mean guys that are just out using it for tracking dogs they, it's such a it's funny because that's what it's dedicated for but we use so little of it you know as a whole i think um there there's a lot of stuff packed into a little package there
2: yeah it's like buying a smartphone and you're only using it to make phone calls on
3: to make phone calls exactly
2: <laughs> yeah i ran i ran yeah. a whole my whole business off of a off of a uh, iphone seven for a year before i before i invested in a uh an ipad so so let's talk about this oh, garment up yeah I did yeah so let's talk about this alpha what are some of the most common common questions or request for service that you guys get
3: you know as far as durability wise and request for service they've they been pretty good mm-hmm. uh i would say as far as you know phone calls with with issues i would say probably number one is is people's maps disappearing because it seems to just one day all of a sudden you've got no maps and a plain white screen uh and your dogs. So I mean it, it never loses your dogs but you've got no map. You don't know where they are. And that seems to be one of the real common ones that we get. Is that with
2: uh, is that with the uh bird's eye, hunt view, or onyx, or is that are you talking about losing even the on the contour map side of it?
3: Even your contour map that's factory <laughs> preloaded, they'll sometimes will disappear. Uh and what it comes down to is there's a function and I, I don't know why they did this, um, giving us an option to not see our maps, but it, there is an option where you can actually turn your mapping off. Really? And depending, yeah, it's uh, it used to be called a declutter. Uh, that's how I still refer to it. They, they have made some changes with software updates. Uh, depending on the version of software installed, you'll um, – basically want to go to your map screen Mm
1: -hmm. or what would be your map
3: screen and hit your three horizontal lines, the menu button towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. And in that menu list, you will either see a a selection that says declutter maps, or it will say show maps, depending on the software version, they did change the wording, but 99% of the time, if you just click on that, your maps will come back. And it's something that it, it just happens. Uh, I usually recommend to people to make sure their archive tracks are clear because that ties up memory space and exactly. can cause some issues. You know, the whole point is to keep everything running at maximum efficiency. When we start bogging it down with, I mean, I'm even going to say large bird's eye files or, or archive tracks, anything that's going to tie up memory space. You know, we're better to eliminate what we can. So that that's probably one of the biggest questions we get, and it freaks people out, man. And I remember the first time it happened to me. All of a sudden, everything's just gone, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What? What do we do now?"
2: I'm hunting on the polar ice cap.
3: Yeah, right. We're we're hunting in a blizzard, whiteout conditions.
2: Right, right. Well, let me let me and ask that, you let me ask you a question about archive. You know, I. Mm-hmm. Garmin needs a delete all button. Cuz when you go through there, <laughs> right? when you go through there and delete your art, that takes it takes a long time to go through and click each one. Are you sure delete? Are you sure you want to delete? Yes. Bang. Choose the next yeah, one.
3: Yeah. There are other options. I mean, you can access it through the Garmin file by plugging it into your computer. My, my word of caution there is there are some things in that file that you definitely do not want to mess up. Right. So sometimes the, the painstaking act of going through and deleting them one by one is a lot easier than uh, wondering what happened when you unhook your, your alpha <laughs> or your astro.
2: Okay, we'll just keep it on. We'll keep it on uh, my level. Just right, grin and bear. Hey, right? it's my
3: level too, man. I I do it that way myself. I I go through and one by one, I just go through and delete them too.
2: It, I'm just saying that'd be nice on my hand. It would be to because I don't care what a track was, you know, six months ago. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I I guess I've never been on that epic track where I needed to to go in there and look at it again.
3: Right. Yeah, I can't say I've ever used it for personal reference either. It's usually just a pain to delete out, but I'm sure there are guys out there that use it.
2: They may, they may. If you've used your archive map, send us a direct message on Instagram or on Messenger. We want to hear from you.
3: Yeah, we, we want to know how you're using that. Exactly.
2: And what's going on? Exactly, exactly. So we get we've got the uh, we've got the maps going blank. What else you got?
3: It, I mean really I'd say the majority of the calls is is no GPS signal on the callers You know more so than than any handheld issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It seems mm-hmm. like the handhelds are, are Are very solid, you know other than operator air and, and I mean that just as, as nicely as I can Right because there's things we can touch and make huge changes with no intention of it the way menu items are stacked uh things like that you know ninety percent of the issues i'd say that people call with uh with handhelds is either just setup up or or user error mm-hmm. instead of an actual issue I mean the big one is always g p s reception on callers We get a lot of phone calls about callers not working or dropping
2: communication um, so give us and the, the big thing give us the give us the fix.
3: Well, sometimes there's
2: easy fixes,
3: and sometimes there's not. I mean, it's a pretty wide spectrum.
2: Uh, All right, the I number call,
3: one thing to remember. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I call into to W. I've got the rock star Jason Doobie on the other end, and I say, Jason, my GPS collar, I keep losing GPS signal with my dog. Step number one, what is it?
3: Step number one is what is the flashing light doing? You Which... know, you've got your indicator light and that is going to be a telltale of a lot of
2: different things. Okay, well, if my dog's out there 600 yards in the dark and I'm getting a question mark on my screen, how I, I'm not able to see what the, the light's doing. If I've got it back in my hand, you know, then it's pretty good. But mm-hmm. we're talking, I'm talking flatwoods. Uh, I'm not even talking about. Our hills and hollers here i'm talking getting 500 yards out i if it was daylight i could probably almost see them and yet yet getting that question mark on my on my handheld
3: yeah i mean and that's a tough one because really at that point we don't know if it's physical damage to the collar if we've got a, a gps transmitter issue
1: mm-hmm.
3: or if it's it's something to do with settings uh and every situation's different i mean let's say you got a dog turned loose And you've still got good communication and battery you know you can see that but you're losing your GPS signal Um, it could be something as simple as that dog has uh, maybe ducked under some cover and lost GPS reception where when it came out and started moving again Depending on update rates, things like that, it just may have taken a while to reconnect. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you may be in a situation where you get no GPS and it's just gone. Uh, And that's a tough one to figure out until you actually have the collar in your hand.
2: Okay, so now I've got the collar back in my hand. What sort of thing should I be looking at on the collar to something Chris Powell can do looking at this collar right now? trying to figure this out? What should I be looking for?
3: The first thing I would recommend that you do is is pull the collar strap off of it. Slide it out. You know, there's no screws. That's what I get asked a lot. You know, do we need to pull the screws out? And there's no need for that. You know, that collar strap should just push back through the GPS transmitter and and out through the body. And the, the number one thing to inspect is where your GPS strap and your battery housing meet. Okay. You know, on these TT-15s, T5s, anything with that external transmitter chip. So what happens is, is you've got a transmitter chip on one end that sits up on the dog's neck, and you've got that rubber piece that runs all the way down into the battery housing. And there is a coax wire or coax cable that runs through that plastic. It's actually uh, molded into the rubber. And I would say that the number one thing that we see with them is they either or deteriorating at that, that junction where they actually go into the, the collar housing or they've had some kind of blunt force, you know, either a dog gets hung up on a fence row.
2: uh, So you got a broken, gets in a scuff with a bear or whatever.
3: Yeah. And what happens is, is it stresses that coax Mm -hmm. and there's times you can see it. I mean, you can look in there and see it's physically broken. There's other times that, you know, it may just have pulled enough pressure to to cause some damage internally that you're never going to see it. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: But that's the number one place to look. Um, The other would be is any missing screws. I mean, really, you can assess a collar pretty well in the field. Yeah. I mean, it it takes a matter of a couple of minutes to really just get that collar strap off, check it out, make sure everything's good. And and at that point, I mean, it's, if it's broken, you're kind of dead in the water, you know, until we can get a, a repaired unit, you know, a refurbished unit to you or get mm-hmm. it sent in. Uh, but the main telltale that kind of comes back to that flashing light is even if you don't see a physical break in that, that GPS wire, you know, that flashing light is going to tell you if it's working or not. Okay. The, the triple blink sequence is key. You know that means you've got full satellite acquisition. It's getting good signal, and if it's showing you that, and you're still having issues picking it up, I mean that's something we can work with over the phone most times. That that's something where we can get into to swapping some IDs around, and it, it gets off kind of in the weeds, but uh, transmission timing, things of that sort, where we can try to try to boost the. I guess the ability to receive that collar. Okay. Whereas if it's single blinking, just a slow, steady blink, you know, we're looking at hardware issues. It's got a bad chip or a broken wire or something to that effect that's going to require repair. You know, an update is not going to take care of something like that. Right. Like it would just a small glitch.
2: Well, let me ask you this question. So you've got two antennas on, on the collar, you've got the longer Mm -hmm. whip, um uh, and I've seen some people advertise a long range antenna. What does the, the other antenna, you've got your GPS collar, which is a black chip that mounts directly to the collar. What's the function of the longer whip antenna?
3: So that's actually what is receiving the uh the correction signals and the radio frequency. Mm-hmm. Um because what it comes down to is, you know, it's not a true GPS, or we would never lose signal. Uh, it, it relies on on triangulation. So the chip itself is your GPS module, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's sending the mm-hmm. actual signal, where the other is used for communication back and forth with the handheld, as right. far as um, transmissioning of, you know, locations as well as corrections, caller light commands, things like that.
2: Yeah. So it's not like... Kind of like your handheld.
3: You know, it's got two antennas. One one you think of because you can change it where the other one is your GPS.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
3: it's just a, a hardware part of the, the system.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so to understand the basics of the Garmin Alpha, you're not uplinking to a satellite in outer space and the signal's not coming down and tracking the dog. Your handheld needs to communicate with your collar, And then it uses that radio communication your handheld communicate the the gps antenna on your alpha and the gps antenna on your dog to give you uh, a positioning of all the players in the game is that accurate Mm -hmm.
3: yeah you know and honestly i'm not the most techie guy either but it's uh basically it's it's what how you're describing i mean there's more to it, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. You know, Buddy could be on here and tell you probably exactly how how everything works and the rates in which they work. But yeah, I mean it's it's a best case scenario without going with a true GPS.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, my my cousin was a uh, uh, an engineer. He is an engineer uh, and worked on satellite technology in the air force and i didn't need to know everything he knew as a marine right i just needed to know whether or not the satellite was going to work you know it was his (laughs) it, it was his job to make sure it worked i just came in with complaints when it didn't work so right yeah i need to know and that's kind of where we are as houndsmen we don't have to be we don't have to be tech engineers to figure this stuff out we just have a piece of equipment, we need some basic understanding of what we can do with it on our hands to enhance our performance and uh, enhance our hunting experience while using the equipment. So, I get it. And
3: I think that's a big misconception, you know, to people who are not, they don't understand how exactly the system works. Is You know, they hear GPS tracker and they have a hard time understanding why they lose signal on a dog when it crests over a mountaintop. a hill
1: right
3: you know so to have the opportunity to explain that to them and once they kind of get it you know they can see why it does what it does that's why you know flat plains yeah you're going to get better service right you know i drag you out here to go hunting with me chris and we're going to see probably a pretty serious range difference from hunting out there with you sure um
2: yeah i was hunting up in uh portland for a freedom hunters hunt two weeks ago and um it's all flat ground up there where Mm -hmm. they're at and i mean it's just it's amazing the kind of reception you get and probably the highest density of coon population is you're going to find it's right up there at the top with anywhere you're going to find in the united states but uh it's got its own challenges i mean mountains mountains are hard on on the legs and so are boots you know that are that are filled up with mud when you're clogging you know chugging across a plowed field can be rough yeah but but definitely with our with our tracking equipment then there are some advantages to flat ground no doubt
3: or a a vantage point i mean and that's what i tell people is anytime you can get above i mean we've got guys that send these things up with drones you know just to get a a quick signal on a dog and bring it back down and see okay well this is where they're at let's get over closer to them and try to pick them up
2: no way you i've know, never it, even heard of that it's,
3: oh yeah it's crazy how much you know we as hunters have adapted uh i mean think about the days when we were running telemetry i mean and we'd lose a dog for i mean i don't want to get too far off in the weeds but yeah you know it was not uncommon to leave a dog out overnight or a couple of days or however long it took them to come back when yeah. when you couldn't find them where now i mean we're freaking out if that gps is saying the dog's 50 yards off of where it is i mean we've become real accustomed <laughs> to this you know pinpointed location so i mean somebody figured out you hook this to a drone get it up in the air we can get farther signal with it wow and uh wow. you know or helicopter flies I mean, I've heard of some people going to some great lengths, you know, just to make sure these dogs are safe and, and get them back. And it, I think that's a, a huge plus as far as how technology is involved is, you know, now we're just able to get in and keep keep our hunting buddies safe for sure.
2: Right, right. Let's. Uh, is there any advantage to putting longer range antennas on a, say, a TT-15?
3: yeah i mean i would say so in most cases it's a trade-off uh you know you start getting longer antennas and dogs start chewing and then it kind of defeats the purpose because they gnaw the end off of it but yeah they they definitely do help with connection uh there's a lot of antennas on the market um our tough skins we make out of marine grade stainless steel So it's going to be a better connection. You know, the hope is to just keep a a good connection with your caller. But the trick is, you know, you can't get too far off lengthwise because everything's a frequency bandwidth.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And general consensus is longer is better. Well, we're not going to go hooking a four-foot-long whip antenna to a a 2T15. You know, we've got to make sure that things are staying in the right range. And I think that's... uh, that's the big thing when you're looking at antennas is is we've got to make sure we're producing something that's that's going to effectively work and not just sell on hype
2: yeah you know yeah uh what about antennas that go on my handheld because it comes with what is that a standard four inch and then you know i actually put a longer longer antenna on my handheld and it definitely seems Mm -hmm. to help because I know everybody thinks Indiana's flat, but if they came down here and hunted with me, I could change their mind pretty quick. Um, right. A lot, of, a lot of hills and deep hollows and, and uh, things like that down here. So I switched up to a longer-range antenna on my handheld. Is that is that worth the money?
3: I think it's probably the best uh, bang for your buck you can get. I mean, some of these handheld antennas now are... Are really helping increase range and connectivity for you know the price tags and really cheap in comparison to what we spend uh, you know I mean $20 and we've got you know I'm saying the 20 $25 range we've got several choices that are going to really boost your your reception really boost your connection uh, and they're just more durable than the factory I would say as far as upgrades it it's the easiest and the most bang for your buck you could probably do is mm-hmm. a, a long-range mm-hmm. handheld antenna.
2: Okay, so you're talking about an antenna that hooks, hooks up with a coax, so it's like a wand that you that you uh, hold in your hand, right?
3: Well, that's an option. I mean, okay. even beyond that, just something that screws directly to it. I like got. Gotcha. I'll say our four, our 14-inch flex, just because I've been hunting them forever. They get great reception. I've closed it in the door, God knows how many times, getting in and out, and it just keeps keeps on going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the main difference is when you're looking at a factory Garmin antenna, I'm sure you've got listeners out there that have actually cut them open and looked at them, but it's a copper-wound antenna around a core. Mm-hmm. So, versus like, let's say, an old wildlife or, or Johnson or any kind of telemetry caller, you know, is more resemblant of what we run on our, our collars. You know, even on these TT15s, it's the same basic construction. Uh, and when you get into these handheld antennas, anything you can do to get a more solid connection or, you know, away from that real fine wound copper wire, it's going to help with your signal reception.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking through the through the shop right now, or through the 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 website. I don't know. There's probably seven or eight different collar options or uh, handheld options for antennas. Oh yeah, through. we
3: we got a pile. I mean, and they range all the way out to your roof mount magnet antennas. Uh, our compact portable long range is you know, kind of my ace in the hole. I keep one of them in my pack just mm-hmm. in case I really need to get out there and reach them. But
2: that's what I was going to yeah, ask you about. Given the country. Yep.
3: Yeah, that's the one you were just kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're a great antenna. The coax cable sometimes can prove uh, a little bit of a pain for people depending on what kind of conditions they're hunting. But like I was saying, I keep mine in my pack just so – eventually you know when i do need it it's there but i'm not worried about hanging it up and popping wires and things like that right you know i usually stick with primarily my 14 inch flex
1: Mm -hmm.
3: but you know the rubber duck's a good one they're they're a good durable antenna uh for guys who like telescoping we've got options there obviously they're not quite as durable you don't want to close them in your door but i've had bad experiences reach out there
2: i've had bad experiences with uh the expandable antennas mm-hmm. it started with a started with a tritronics I'd borrowed my uh, my uncle's tritronics and it was an old I mean it was an old Tritronics is probably is <laughs> I don't know is like early 80s you know and of course I had no business with a tritronics electric stem you know an e collar in my hand uh, at all training a hound but I decided that uh, that was going to be the ticket for uh, breaking my dog from running deer. And so I borrowed it. Is and so I've got this antenna all wheeled out there, and I turn around it, and I bent the antenna. I mean, I bent, oh, it, yeah. I bent it pretty good. And so now I'm trying to straighten it because I don't want my uncle thinking, how would he bend my antenna? And when I try to bend it back, I snapped it off. So I've Yeah, bent, they don't
3: bend well the second time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i snap it off trying to st- straighten this thing so i've got a i've got a phobia about expandable antennas so
3: yeah you're not the only one out there that's why we've got the other options you I'm, know they're they're a lot more durable for those of us who are not super careful
2: yeah Yep. Yeah, yep yeah. well hey anything else on uh handheld collars that we can talk about with the alpha
3: yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can go down a rabbit hole with them. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, it's really tough just because everybody's situation, I mean, we have to look at it differently because not everybody's the same. If we if we listen and and somebody says, "Hey, I got a caller doing XYZ." Just because 90% of other callers that have done XYZ was this, it does not mean that that customer is having the exact same problem.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, so it's really key to us to to gather the information uh, and and listen to what's really going on before we can kind of generalize anything. Right. Um, so that, that does make it a little tough, but really it, it comes down to keeping things updated. I would say a very high percentage of our customers that call having GPS issues or, or communication issues that are still getting, A good solid triple blink on the collar which means it's getting good satellite signal it it comes down to updates Uh, tracking IDs is another big one I've had to deal with a lot recently Um, you know if you can go through your dog list this is one thing I would highly recommend to anybody is is write down your IDs just have a way to keep that in in your bag or as a backup because these callers are getting so sophisticated at this point, we've got tracking codes, we've got training control codes, um, and then we get into the actual IDs, which most of us are familiar with because it's kind of the same platform it's been since the 220 on up. You know, Mm -hmm. a two-digit number or or a three-digit. And it seems like a lot of people lately are running into issues where they've got a – One caller that's just not picking up, or once they lose it, it takes forever to come back. And what it really boils down to most of the time is your unit ID on the caller. And we've got Hmm. to look at that in two different pieces. So I'm going to say, hey, Chris, you know, let's look at one of your IDs. And and you pull up your dog information page, and we can uh, take a look and i'm looking at one of mine right now we'll say his uh his id code's 1-9 mm-hmm. so we got to look at that as your your first number is your channel so that's going to be your frequency and there's there's a pile of combinations you can have but you know you can run several callers on one channel
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: if i'm running six dogs they can all have a prefix of 1- Mm -hmm. The thing that really starts causing issues is when you get into that second number, that is your timing of transmission. So let's say I've got this dog's a 1-9, and I look at my list and I see I've got a 1-10. That's a real point for a possible issue Mm -hmm. because we've got to figure this handheld's only going to receive as much information at one, you know, it's going to pick one out at a time. And then it's got to process it, plot it move on to the next. Mm -hmm. So this all happens in a millisecond. But when you've got them trying to do that too close together, I mean, it's like when you focus in on a conversation, you and I are talking and somebody's trying to whisper something in your ear, you just, you can't grab it all. I mean, so that seems to be something lately. And that's an easily fixed thing a customer can do at home we can talk them through it over the phone but i would really encourage people to to jot down those tracking codes training codes and and unit ids just so you've got reference
2: well i think it's uh, obvious that we could go on for hours and hours with every little nuance of the alpha and the things that people could could run into but i think the the main thing that that I want to bring out here is the fact that W is willing to help. And, you know, so many times you go on social media and you see somebody posts a question, Hey, my alpha is doing this. Does anybody know? And then everybody comes out and I'm not saying there, there are some, I learned stuff from, from Houndsman about alphas and their capabilities all the time. But W you can pick up the phone they, you guys will will deal with this stuff every day and shortcut a lot of that rather than me sitting around for 3 hours trying to find the magic potion of somebody that responds that might see my post on Facebook I can pick up the phone and call call W and and get it get the problem resolved pretty quickly
3: well and that's that's the goal I mean and we rely on our customers too mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times customers and actual people in the woods are what finds the issues. And then, you know, Garmin comes out with these updates to correct them. But I mean, if we really strip it down, it comes down to the guys putting the boots on the dirt. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's our job. I mean, when we get a weird phone call, Hey, you know, I updated this and this is happening. You know, that's a real opportunity for us to look into it and see what is going on. Yeah. Um, that's where Buddy really takes over because he's, I mean, probably one of the most techie guys I know as far as the the nuts and bolts and how things work. And I'm that guy who still fixes stuff with hammers most of the time. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, it's uh, it's really a good thing when they can call us and, and give us information and be descriptive. I mean, I, I'm going to hammer home on that again, is the more descriptive you can be with the issue that you're having – the easier it is for us to, you know, help diagnose that or look into it further and say, Hey, you know, we got a real problem. Mm -hmm. You know, Garmin's had to Mm -hmm. retract updates due to that. You know, we had one, it's been a while now, but you'd program a update a T5 and an Astro 320 and all of a sudden you'd kick your dogs loose and there was nothing there. And our first phone call on that was guys on the mountaintop on the phone with us and, his dogs are trailing off into the canyon and there's literally nothing on his GPS and you know they'd gone back and found the glitches and corrected that but that's where it, what i see is our relationship with the customers is so great you know it's it's a two-way street i mean we consider ourselves experts but there's always something even an expert can learn and it's these little bits and pieces, you know, and piecing things together from our customers that that help take it to all to that next level.
2: Well, I would I would say um, I would say that everybody everybody can learn from somebody. You know, that's there's always mm-hmm. something to learn out there, no matter what you're what you're engaged in. Let's move on to uh, I, I wanted to ask you about this. So onyx versus hunt view versus bird's eye that's uh I, you see houndsman some some people run on onyx some on their garments some people are running the hunt view i personally run the hunt view with the chip um uh-huh. and then you've got some people that run in bird's eye can you kind of run us through the basics of the differences between the three
3: yeah i can run you through them uh they you know, the big question is, is which one should I get? I mean, that's, that's the number exactly. one
2: question. That, that's what I'm looking And, at. and
3: it's so, <laughs> and it's so hard because they, they are different. They're, there's a lot of similarities, but they are different and every person's needs are different. So that's when I got to dig in a little deeper with them. Uh, you know, and Chance actually is really good with his maps. He's been dealing with them for years. Uh, and we did a video to kind of break things down that is on our YouTube channel for people to kind of go back and reference
1: Mm -hmm.
3: but overall you know the big question is the bird's eye and if you are wanting a bird's eye imagery without downloading it really limits your options you're going to go with a hump view plus that that's the Mm -hmm. only chip right now that has your preloaded bird's eye Uh, most cases it's going to cover your entire state obviously some bigger states like texas california they're split in half east and west north and south um and you get into some smaller states they may bundle two i think there's four together on one
1: mm-hmm. but as a general mm-hmm.
3: rule of thumb it's going to have your 24k topo mapping which is more detailed than than what it comes with factory and it's also going to have the birds eye satellite imagery for the entire state and that's something you can toggle back and forth between you can you know turn one off completely um Like, there's times I I use my topo, and there's other times I use my bird's eye exclusively. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hunt a lot at Mm -hmm. night, and I think the bird's eye at night is one of the biggest bonuses because I can see what I'm walking into even though I can't see it. Right. Uh, And I think that's a big one. Uh, Let me ask you this.
2: I want to jump in real quick. What is the purpose of going through and – I'll just say it. Downloading that bird's eye – Mm-hmm. Is a pain in the, it's a pain. It can't so, be. Yeah, and especially if you're not a tech type guy. So I thought Garmin really, you know, they they really stepped out there and came up with a good idea for the the state by state, you know, state specific Huntview, Hump Hump View Plus. So why would anybody go back and and download the bird's eye? Is there, I is have there some the same advantage? Question.
3: There? I mean, the the thing is, when people buy new systems, like let's say somebody buys a brand new Alpha, they're going to get a year subscription to Birdseye. And I can see, you know, utilizing that for sure. Because the misconception is after your, your one year, those maps disappear, which isn't the case. Mm-hmm. Y- you're not able to download more, but if you download anything in that year, it's yours. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would still recommend people take advantage of, like yourself, I mean, you may do a lot of hunting at home, but do you want to go spend $90 on a map card for every state that you hunt? You know, that that sometimes can add up. Uh, but as far as ease and use, man, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just put a chip in the back and we're done in hunting, you know, right. instead of right. having to go through each individual block. You know, you got to pick your resolution settings, and it's just mm-hmm. a lot – you know, you start storing it on the the hard drive, and um,
2: taking up it's space. It's start bogging things yeah. down. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. We're back to keeping efficiency. Really, the chip is hands down, in my opinion, the easiest, most effective way to go
2: about it. Yeah, they just they come in their own little case. You just stick them in the side pocket on your in your garment bag, and and write the state on them on the outside with a sharpie, and wherever yep. you're headed you just swap them out you just swap them out i mean it takes 10 seconds so tell us about tell us about onyx
3: so onyx mapping uh, the hunt map is also a very good tool to have um when it's just a topo map that you're looking for mm-hmm. uh you know they have, their big claim to fame is the private land ownerships and that's something i mean i'll be honest i run both I usually run a Garmin HuntView, you know, especially in, let's say, my drive track. Uh, but I run Onyx on my phone. I've got a couple of Onyx chips for different states. But it was prior to, you know, Garmin's release of the HuntView. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the thing is, is Onyx was really an industry leader when it came to the, the private land ownerships, right. your government land labeling you know, they've got these, that's a huge tool, especially for houndsmen. I mean, we want to know if those dogs are trespassing, because we all know they can't read. And the thing that I really like about the Onyx is it's very prominently displayed, who's the landowner. It's a very clear outline. I mean, you being ex-game enforcement, I'm sure you can uh, laugh about this now, but there's no way you're going to tell somebody, oh, I didn't know that this is private. I mean, it's right there. Uh, and I think that that's a big plus for a lot of hunters because we try to keep on the, the right side of things, you know. But at least it gives you an opportunity now where I can take a look at that Onyx and say, oh, Joe Smith owns this. We can look him up on on Google or in the phone book if you still have one and, and try to get a hold of him and try to make a successful recovery without a confrontation. And I think that that was a, a big plus. To all of us as houndsmen when they came out with that and they're constantly you know working uh and trying to enhance the user's experience too yep and that yep. things yeah. have just changed i mean the last year has been really crazy between the two just because you know garmin launched the new View plus we've got onyx there's a lot of the same information but it's displayed differently i mean it really gets into a a tangled web of what's gonna be best for somebody.
2: Right. Right. Well so but Onex and Humpview Plus both show state and public lands, private private property. My Hump View cards show all the private property lines and I found mm-hmm. it to be pretty effective on that it but Onex did did uh take the industry by storm. I think they're I mean you can download it to your phone it's there like you said there's benefits to every part of it for sure
3: yeah it's it's tough i mean because a lot of it is this i don't want to say the same information but it it really is Yeah. Uh, the main deciding factor and i'll tell you nine out of ten customers that call when they're trying to figure out which map card to get the question of do you want bird or not really pretty solidifies it As houndsmen, we share
1: very unique needs when we make a decision to relocate, especially when it comes to finding a hound-friendly environment in which to live. Remax Hall of Fame Realtor Evan Harrell is a houndsman himself, and he and his
3: team understand your relocation needs as no one else can. With so many things to consider before you move, Evan can help you find just the right location anywhere in the country whenever you decide to go and
2: will even help with the process of selling your present home. And Steve, Remax Elite Realty is based in Franklin, North Carolina. Evan Harrell specializes in residential sales and especially in helping people like us to relocate to the locations we choose anywhere in the United States. Remax has been the leader in residential transactions since 1999 and rated the number one brand in real estate. Evan has been named top producer four years in a row and Chairman's Club recipient in 2018. Contact Evan online at evanherrell.com or give him a call at 828-371-5103. You and your hounds will be glad you did. after a little bit of technical difficulty there with uh some phone connectivity we got jason back but we're talking about on x versus hump view versus uh the uh, bird's eye so jason up I, I think we're running on about an hour and a half anyway so um
3: yeah time flies huh
2: it does it does when we we get you and i talk so much on the phone about different things um Pretty comfortable when when two guys, you know, when you're got two people that know each other, conversation flows pretty good. So we can go down every rabbit path we can find.
3: Yeah, no kidding.
2: So what's the news on the Houndsman XP t-shirt? I'll just put you on the spot. We've we've been <laughs>
3: throw it out there.
2: Yeah, we've been we've been touting this thing as the staple item for Houndsman XP. You and I worked together on it with Bill there at W, and came up with this T-shirt, and we've been telling people that it's going to be available. When's it going to? When's it going to be available? Let's just nail you down on this.
3: Well, hopes are that we've got it printing early this week. Uh, our t- our T-shirt printer, the screen printer, has been a little backed up, and we've been trying to work things into schedule, but we're hoping to have them done this week uh, and that, that's the goal
2: well this podcast i'll, I'll be
3: honest goal is to that, but we were into some issues with scheduling and getting them done
2: right well this podcast is going to air the monday before black friday and um uh, the goal was to have them ready for rollout for that black friday Flurry of Christmas shopping activity. It's going to be a t-shirt that I think everybody's going to be excited about. I can't wait to say that they're, you know, tell people they're available because I want to put a picture of it up on our social media pages. But I can't stress to people enough. They need to go to the W site, do some Christmas shopping there. You've got some sales coming up for your Black Friday sales and throw in a t-shirt. The reason we, we sell this merchandise is so that we can have a podcast, and we can be the voice for the houndsman, and we can bring you things about hound nutrition, like we did with Arlie Reynolds, uh, bringing this tech support information from W. A lot of these sort of things, these programming things, it keeps the lights on around here, so that so that we can bring you top quality stuff. And even though we're we're doing this on Skype because Jason's in Oregon and I'm in Indiana. It's always better if we can go on site with people and do live interviews on our, on our recording equipment and gas is not free. So that's one way that our (laughs) listeners can support us, uh, to keep us, to keep the the show quality high and, um, bring in valuable information. So Jason, why don't you talk a little bit about the black, the black Friday sale that's going to come up at W?
3: Well, yeah, it's going to be a, a crazy couple of days around here. Black Friday is usually just nuts. Uh, we do have some good specials coming up. I can't quite let the cat out of the bag on all of them, but, you know, we're going to be looking at discounts across entire categories of product. We're going to have some specific door busters that are just, you know, crazy savings on, on certain things. And, you know, the big thing is with the Black Friday sale, it, it's gonna stretch all week. So I, I think you said this was gonna air Cyber Monday, so you got plenty of time to get in, check out all the deals. We usually try to throw some fun stuff in there, uh and try to do stuff that you, the true hunters are gonna use. You right. know, uh I would venture to say, you know, clothing and decals and and all of those things, yeah, but we're going to get down into the nitty-gritty of, of some equipment too where we're going to be able to see some savings and and grab some equipment to keep you going through the year or you know grab one for your buddy. We we always forget about our hunting buddies at Christmas time.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got to take care of those bromances.
3: Yeah, exactly. The hunt- they're, they're the ones that are helping you out when you really need it.
2: So yeah, hunting partners are hard to find. Yeah, they are good ones are hard to find, and I haven't. Uh, They're I, harder I, to keep. <laughs> they really are. They really are, and and um, uh, that's an interesting topic, and we haven't ever talked that's a about a whole other day. <laughs> it really has, It really is, but we've never taken the time to talk about the value of good, solid hunting partners, and I'm talking about somebody that is going to be there for you through thick and thin if you're if you're headed out into some of the wild places we go you've got to hunt with people that you can depend on um i've had situations where people have been injured and and different things in my line of work i saw it hundreds of times over 28 years and having Mm -hmm. good hunting partners are invaluable so that's a good point jason we should we should take care of our hunting partners
3: yeah all of them the four-legged ones too (laughs) yeah yeah
2: and w i don't one of the things one of the things i'll just throw in there real quick and i keep interrupting you i'm sorry jason but on w's website there are so many things there's first aid kits there for your dogs there's there's some antibiotics if you've got a fish tank and you need to keep your fish healthy that we know exactly yeah we know what those are used for but uh there's just a lot of of real-life stuff that should be in our packs or in our kits for our, for our hounds, and it would it would really benefit people if they would go to the W site and look around.
3: Well, uh, yeah, we try to keep a little bit of everything. I mean, our goal is I talk to so many people that it's such a limited time. It's, hey, man, I'm on the road or I got dogs out. I need this right now and And it's such a quick thing i mean if if somebody calls and let's say Chris, you need a noon t fifteen if we don't want to shoot the breeze for an hour and a half, I mean we can have you done and out the door in less than three minutes a lot of times. you know we've already got a customer account, I can just hammer it out and we've we've got something headed your way, and you're back on with your day or back to work or whatever you're doing uh you know, and I think that that's um that's where we really just try to pride ourselves is is getting the stuff out as soon as possible without rushing you. You know, we don't want to rush you at all because we want to make sure that, that we're getting your needs addressed and and things like that. But it's, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, just running down the list here real quick. So you open up the app, you go to the website, looking at hound supplies, you got collars, leashes, dog bells, you got cut gear for, for hog dogs, um, training scents, Mm -hmm. training collars blah 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 kennel supplies i mean i just switched over there but uh you got training or kennel supplies all kinds of stuff listed there and then the list goes on and on and on i mean there really is is it's a one-stop shop steve and i say it all the time it's a one-stop shop for the houndsmen. so if you go in there yeah don't just go there and buy our t-shirt Take a few minutes and browse around, and I'm sure you can find something that you need.
3: Yeah, and if you don't see it, give us a call. I mean, there there's times that you know, people just search, and they may have the wrong keyword or the search engine isn't working right. We just want to encourage people to not hesitate to call. If there's something you need and you can't find it, you know, we got real people on the other end of the phone. Right. Uh, you know, we've got a great team. Chances, you know, great with the tech support as well. I know a lot of people call and and ask for me, but you know, we've got several other people on staff that are well equipped to help people with their issues, taking orders. It's just kind of the place of many hats, you know, everybody wears several hats around this company and, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really kind of just broadens our ability to, to assist a customer, which is great. You know, in the end they walk away happy and, and that's, that's the end goal is low stress. Yeah, you know we're we're houndsmen too we don't we know what it's like when it's stressful and we just don't want that for people
2: well tell us the dates of the w sale christmas sale black friday sale whatever you guys are calling it what are you calling it
3: uh what are we calling it or what are we advertising it as it,
2: it's <laughs> sheer pandemonium for us
3: it, it's crazy i mean because we've got people packing orders on weekends you know given their time to come in and and put in the extra overtime and try to ensure that these packages get out as soon as possible.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: But yeah, we're looking, you know, Friday after Thanksgiving through December 6th is going to be the main sale. We've had some, some pre-sale teasers going on. And I'm sure through the rest of the Christmas season, we're going to have some, some little teaser sales too. Who knows? This could morph into a, a longer sale period. It's just, you want to make sure to jump on and, and check it out as soon as possible because a lot of these door busters are going to be real limited. I mean, heck, even by Cyber Monday, some of them may be gone. They they go pretty fast. Hmm. So I'd encourage everybody to jump on and take a look and, and try to get their stuff early or, so or gonna, it may be gone.
2: Are you going to give me a sneak peek after we're off the air?
3: Give you a sneak peek?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't can... know if I can do that, man. <laughs> I want my they, pre. They gotta, I want my pre-order.
1: <laughs> you want
2: your pre-order?
3: I'll tell you what. Here's a little sneak peek, but I don't think this is going to air in time to help people out. But next year, the,
2: hey, really, just because really. it's a
3: Black Friday really. sale, okay, does not mean that it starts Friday morning. Uh you know, the, it's it, going to be it one may of those have deals. A little pre-launch, you know, on Thanksgiving turkey and and check on the W sale. So are you we serious? We try to get it up a little early.
2: So you guys are gonna you guys are gonna throw out some some bones on Thanksgiving and have people at family gatherings sitting around watching the W website.
3: Well, I, when you put it that way, I, I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know they're just sitting around talking about dogs to the one person there who wants to talk about them. The rest of the family doesn't care. They all think I'm crazy. You know,
2: <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, I hear you. Well, Jason, it's been a good conversation, and like you said, I think you said it once during the podcast. If if uh, if you just call up to order something, it takes three minutes. But you and I never have a three minute conversation when we talk. So,
3: no, I've yet to see that one. Nope. And
2: nope. when I'm not
3: homeless, you'll have to come out, and we'll uh, we'll have some long conversations. But you might not want to bunk up with me right now. <laughs>
2: uh how many how many kids have you got i got two you got two, two kids boys. two boys and your wife and you're all living in a camper trailer are you going to be in your house by christmas
3: well that, that's the goal but we're kind of getting the run around we'll see they're actually um we're pretty fortunate my my grandmother's a snowbird so they left for arizona for the winter so my wife and and kids are staying at her place and unfortunately the life of a houndsman i can't have them all in town so i'm doing the float back and forth between our property and in to see the kids and and do the dad thing and Mm. husband thing but it's been an interesting time in life you know trying to squeeze hunting in there too and right we'll make it through though it's a character building right is that what they
2: call it something like that something like that (laughs) well i hope you get in your house soon i know that uh I know from talking to you that that family's important to you and, and spending time with your family and your boys is is a really big deal for you. So hopefully you guys can get the family back together under one roof by Christmas and Santa Claus can can come to the, the Jason Doobie new home, Ranchero.
3: Um, well, we appreciate it, man. Yep.
2: Yep. Well, Jason, I appreciate your time.
3: Hey, thanks, man. I wish we had more of it, but... I'm sure people don't want to listen to us for too long. I always enjoy getting on with you. And yeah. yep. We'll have an update on those new Houndsman XP shirts here pretty soon, too. But I'd have people looking out for them and check them out.
2: I would say by the time this comes out, if it, if they're not out, then I, I just would be Chris, surprised. Chris
3: and I will spend a lot more time on the phone if they're not out by then. <laughs> yeah, they, they should be out in time for the Black Friday push and, and – uh just let people know it's um it's going to be on that join the fight page. It's going to be the top right side of the website, uh, du supply dot com, and uh, we'll have the new listing up there and and a nice description uh, of the shirt and kind of how it's going to support the Houndsman XP podcast. And we encourage you to just check everything else out. You know, if you need need equipment, give us a shot and we'd be happy to earn your business.
2: You just reminded me of something. I'm supposed to send you a written description of the T-shirt.
3: See, I just put you on spotlight right You there. did.
2: You did. That's so, what I do. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, you <laughs> calling me out on the podcast. So. All right, Jason. Well, I'm going to get off here, and I know you've got a full day. And as always, you follow your hound, and I'll follow mine.